I'm your huckleberry. I've not yet begun to defile myself. I have two guns, one for each of you. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Mick. I am Will. And I'm Josh. Uh, I'm back at it uh, after a brief hiatus uh, going down to uh, Evansville to cover the uh, Division II men's basketball tournament with old Christian. For those that don't know, Evansville is uh, short term for Somalia. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're back. We're ready to rock and roll. Have a great time out here just making fun of life. You know, that's all you can do is mm-hmm. just look at the absurdity and laugh. You know, uh, we're pretty stacked today. We're going to be talking about, you know, this isn't exactly original, but we're going to talk about Will Smith like everybody else. Uh, we got a little shake up at ESPN, which I'm very happy about. And uh, we got Wacky World, of course. We're going to talk about a guy who stole his best friend's wife at their wedding. So stay tuned for that one. It's going to be it's gonna be great. Yeah, so if you got any kids, uh, you know, just bring them out here and tell them how to live life. Because we're looking at the best of society today, boys. This is the, you know, the, the saints are coming in. The saints are marching into the studio here today. The pinnacle of human morality. That's right. We are going to get started right off the bat with what everyone has been talking about. Will Smith going up there and smacking Chris Rock upside the head for making a joke about his wife at the Oscars. Now, this is funny because the Oscars, I didn't watch them at all. Did anybody? Uh, They were the second lowest rated of all time. Uh, Wait, what was the first? I I don't know. Did they say what year? I'm not curious. I I really don't. Probably any other year. Just pick a year and it could. They're all tied. It's all likely. Yeah, they're tied. So actually, maybe they're making it. If it's the second worst, they're actually getting better. They they, they improved because of the the slap. So we're not going to hold it from you any longer. We've got the audio queued up. All right, Josh, uh, take it away. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> here comes Will Smith. It's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. Will Smith is coming. Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? So, uh. Oh, okay. (laughs) Trying to compose himself. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. So that's the situation as it played out. So, uh, Jada Smith who is Will Smith's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit later. Uh, she has something called alopecia, which I think is a condition that makes your hair fall out in clumps. And so she has a shaved head. And there's a character uh, in G.I. Jane. You know, she's in the military, so her head is shaved. <laughs> she's all oh, G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see it. Because you know, it looks like she's in the army with that haircut. That's so awkward. And Will Smith took umbrage with that. And then further... Well, the video mm-hmm. states otherwise. Sort of. Because ah yes, there is kind of a twist. To this I'm assuming you were going to get to this. The plot at some thickens. Point. Yeah. So if you watch the original recording from the Oscars with actual video supplement, uh, he laughs at the joke originally, but she doesn't, and that presents a problem for old William, doesn't it? it? Definitely makes things a little bit interesting. Yep. He kind of he starts laughing, then he kind of looks over, and I guess he sees his wife is not laughing. He says, "Well, I got to do something. Yeah, got to make up for for that mistake." Yeah. yeah. Because he lives in an abusive relationship. He can't laugh at anything that she doesn't laugh at, apparently. Right. Yeah. What is she known for? 
Like being abusing being his her wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get to the moment. Okay. And, okay. And, and so Will Smith decides the thing to do when Chris Rock makes a joke is to walk up and just beat him upside the head. Which it was a pretty good pop. Like that had yeah. some resonance on you it. You heard it, yeah. There's a little bit of microphone impact there too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a nice, nice little slap there. And uh I, I didn't think the joke was even that funny. It, it, it no. wasn't it yeah, wasn't, but it wasn't slap worthy. No. Well, but it wasn't it it wasn't bad and it wasn't funny. And this is definitely not the route that Will Smith should have taken. Yeah. Yeah. If exactly. I was if I was I would have like bided my time and then waited and then, you know, gunned Chris Rock down on the street or something afterwards. I don't know. Just yeah. don't do Make it, it on big do, scene do anything like you want. Just don't do it on national television. Yeah. You know? He made it so wait, how did it how did it resume after this event? Well, he sits back down. And they just go to commercial, and they keep going like nothing happened. And what's funny is that he even won. And if you'll go to the second audio cut I sent you, Josh, mm-hmm. he ends up winning the Oscar. So not only does Will Smith go up there and smack Chris Rock upside the head, he wins the Oscar, and he has to go up there and give a speech. This is a beautiful moment, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying for winning an award. It's not, it's not about winning an award for me. It's about being able to shine light on all of the people, Tim and, and Trevor and Zach Tears are and streaming down his Sanaya face right and Demi and Ingenue and the entire cast and crew of King Richard and Venus and Serena, the, the entire Williams family. Um, Bear in mind, this is the man that just slapped another man upside the head. Oh, a national Art TV. imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs> I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Uh-huh. Um, but love will make you do crazy things. All right, so that's the takeaway right there. Love will, love make, will you, make you do now, crazy things. Now, we have uh, on the line here a, a doctor expert uh, with us, and... He is going to give us some insight, uh, Dr. Sheboykin. Uh, Dr. Sheboykin, uh, well, what can you say uh, was going on? Because it looked like Will Smith, you know, he went through the gauntlet of emotions. It's a tragedy in three acts. He went from laughter and happiness, laughing at the joke, and then he went to anger, and then now he's feeling, you know, he has tears. He, he's very emotional. So, Doc, uh, could you say, uh, you know, where these kind of emotions come from? Like, what do you think is going on? Medulla oblongata is where anger, jealousy, and aggression come from okay I, okay doc so uh thanks for that great insight there and so do we think that that could have had anything to do uh with what happened what we saw at the oscars except for all of his medulla oblongata ah so we have the definitive uh the, the definitive information from dr Sheboygan there yep and there's something wrong with his medulla oblongata which clearly led him to go to this fit of rage but what i think that you know we, we need to touch on that people haven't really Actually, people have been discussing this, but you need to look at the situation in the context of the relationship between Will Smith and his wife. And he went up there and basically simped for this woman by going out there and smacking Chris Rock upside the head, like standing up for his woman. When less than a year ago, she's out here saying this on national television about their relationship, where she cheated on Will Smith with this uh, rapper guy. All right, roll it. I think from there... You know, as time went on, I got into a different kind of entanglement mm-hmm. with August. And one thing I want to get clear about and clean up, one of the things that was kind of swirling in the press about you giving permission, mm-hmm. which is, uh, 
you know, the only person that can give permission in, in, in that particular uh, uh, yes. circumstance is myself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we have a situation where Will Smith may or may not have given his wife permission to cheat and sleep with other men while they were married. Maybe. Does that make them swingers? And she airs... <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, she said it. The only one who gives her permission to cheat on her husband is herself. Is, is, is her. Yeah. But, but the rapper said it, though. The, the August guy that she was going around with, yeah. he said that Will Smith was like, oh, it's okay if you cheat. Oh, my. Now, she may have been trying to get out in front of this and trying to be like, well, no one can tell me whether or not I can cheat except for me. But at the end of the day, she said it, and the insinuation is out there. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I want to know how you go from, and this happened not too long ago. Uh, I don't know how you go out from that situation, less than two years, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, I'm going to smack Chris Rock upside the head because he made a joke about my wife. You know he apologized for it? What did he say? He said, and I quote, Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Yeah. Jokes at my own expense are a part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. Mm, yeah. Well, he's got that right, I'll say. Yeah. That's actually not a bad apology. Yeah. I accept that. If I was Chris Rock, you know what I would have said when I saw him walking up there to hit me? I would have said, hey, dude, I never slept with your wife. He's out there somewhere. Don't, you know, <laughs> don't, That's, he would have don't, stabbed him don't right come there. After me. There. Don't, don't yeah. come after me. Apparently, yeah. she went out with a bunch of dudes. Like, look, you, she, he's got a better chance of finding someone he really needs to beat up in that room mm. than Chris Rock. I guarantee you right now. Yep. Like, making a joke about your wife, that is, like, the least of the problems you've got, mm -hmm. Mr. William Smith. Yeah. Obviously, it's a touchy subject. Oh. Wow. So, so. What, a, what a horrible wife, too. I know. <laughs> to have said something like that. I know. On national TV. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, this is a conversation that you have uh, between a man and a wife yep. in the home, yep. not out in, uh, at the red table. Or whatever, whatever it's called, some show you go yeah. out there, yeah. So this whole situation just whack. Maybe they just like making things about themselves. I don't know, but I will say this is the most like people are already making memes. This is the most viral moment to come out of the Oscars in a long time, mm -hmm. and I just think it's disappointing. Like, come on, Will, have some self respect. Like, honestly, after what your wife did to you, I think you know she she could take a little joke at her expense, her alopecia. Yeah, exactly. What's the uh, what's the what's the person you hire for your like public relations, like a, public a, a PR guy? Is that a is that a you wouldn't call them a, a spin master. There you go. A fixer. Spin I'm guy, just yeah. trying to think of the the sweat pouring off of their face yeah. during this whole event. I, you, you can't win. I I don't think. No. Nope. But there are people. So there's kind of two camps. There's the uh, you know he shouldn't have because L. A. They're they're not charging Will Smith as far as I know, and Chris Rock is not going to press charges. So this guy may just walk. Like he uh, imagine this. You're sitting at a movie theater or or like wherever a concert, and this guy just got up, walked up to the front, beat the presenter upside the head, and sat down and got to stay through the whole event. He won a freaking award, yeah. and then they just gave it to him. Yeah. And then he went out and partied that night like nothing happened. You know what would have been funny is if they escorted him out of the room, and then when they later presented who had gotten the uh, the award, it's like, he well, uh, they have oh, to escort him he's, back in. Yeah. He's not he's not here. Uh, yeah. Can someone take it out to the hallway for him? They bring him in on a cart like Hannibal Lecter. They got yeah, him tied yeah, up to the, yeah. they got him tied up to the little Ex dolly, yeah. and they cart him in. Do, 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 yep. They yep. got him. They got his arms strapped down rather than having like the little face, little bite mask. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, can we talk about how much of a simp move this is? Oh yeah. To go up and That's smack one of your boys. Mm -hmm. Man. That's what I'm saying. Are they good friends? I have no idea. I don't know. Well, so Chris Rock has made one other joke about uh, his wife um, at the Oscars, but uh, this is not the first time. There's a bit of a run here. This is not the first time that Will Smith has smacked 
somebody, a uh, Ukrainian reporter guy got hit in the face by Will Smith in Moscow. So this is so he has, <laughs> he has, he has a bit of, he has a bit of a history with hitting people upside the head. So you know, well he, he's he keeping it fresh. Back in 2012, this happened. So yeah, Will Smith, if you're out there, buddy, uh, I would say divorce. Mm. That that that's my decision right there. Everybody else is doing it. I know. A- everyone else can see it, I guess, except for Will. Like you said, love makes you do crazy things. I guess. Hopefully, they have a prenup. I mean, she might just clean him out. I I have no idea. All right, moving on. Uh, next segment. I watch a little bit of sports every once in a while. You know, you I do. Yeah, I'm a big college football guy. Yeah. I, I don't watch too much of the NFL. Uh, I watch some baseball. And uh, unfortunately, uh, if I watch a game on Fox, it used to be that yeah. I would hear the voice of Joe Buck. And people have very strong opinions about Mr. Buck. I don't know if I've heard any strong opinions about Buck that were positive. I haven't either. It, it's one of those things. It's not one of those you either love him or you hate him. It's like you either don't care or you do hate the guy. And he is infamous for making just these abysmal calls. And fortunately for us, he has left Fox. But unfortunately, he has found another job. Uh-huh. He's not at a toll booth, miraculously. He has okay. found a job in color commentary or play-by-play, whatever he does. Uh-huh. And he has moved over to ESPN. And no. we have here a compilation of the worst calls that this man has ever made in his professional career. Now, you do have to keep in mind here that this man is paid to watch sports and tell you what is happening. So let's just take a quick listen to this compilation of the best, and by that I mean worst, of uh, Joe Buck. Okay. Brett Favre came here just a few years later. Now first down for Tampa Bay. They needed that completion of Ben, and now they get a good run from Blunt. Now he this is a down. fantastic play. LeGarrette Blunt. You can, hear the, you can hear the crowd roaring. The camera is literally One of shaking. the best of the year, LeGarrette Blunt all the way, and he broke tackles at every step. Now if you had to guess what happened right there, what 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 happened just from Joe Buck's voice? The intensity there. How many yards do you think that run was? Just wild guess. Uh, probably ten. Okay. I'd say probably. I I would say it was probably like a first down run, like a good f- first down run. Okay. Now, would you believe me if I told you that that was a fifty yard touchdown run? No. Exactly. Now we are going to go to uh, <laughs> another play. And you're just going to have to tell me what you think happened in this play. Okay, ju- okay. Just from Joe Buck's Yeah, no, I like here. this. I like this. Here we go. Mitchell. 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 Down to the 25. Okay, so uh, well, what do we think happened there? Someone named Mitchell <laughs> did something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Mitchell, Mitchell. Uh, uh, let's see here, Mitchell. Uh, I got I don't even know what position he plays uh, based on the uh, based on the call here. You have, you have Mitchell down to the twenty-five. That's so all we I'm, know. Yeah, down to the twenty-five. Hey, so there you go. So he he made it to the twenty-five. I have no idea how many tackles he broke. Uh, I don't actually even you know. You don't even know if he broke tackles. See, that's true. I'll also say this. I don't actually know how far he went. For all I know, he started on the 27. Exactly. But it was a longer play. But that was. But it sounded good because the crowd was excited. So I can learn more mm-hmm. on this besides the name of the player that's carrying the ball right. just based on how loud Mitchell. the crowd is. Mitchell. Mi- Mi- Mitchell. You'll never forget who was carrying the ball in that play. Down to the 25. That was a kickoff return. 
he started on his own goal line and made it all the way down to the opposing 25. Broke a ton of tackles on the way. But you wouldn't know that if you had listened to Joe Buck. He just doesn't care. Mitchell. Mitchell. It's like he's getting paid every time he says Mitchell. All right, uh, the next Wait, you're, 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 you're serious? That's actually what the play was? That is literally what it was. That was a 75-yard uh, pathetic. return. Okay. All right, here All right. we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this play is next. this is one of the most iconic. I'll just give you a little hint. This is one of the most iconic plays of 21st century football. Football, okay. NFL. Yeah. All right, here yeah. we go. Yeah. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. All right, do you know what play that is? Well, I actually know what happened. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good start rather than Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Pass play. Yep. It sounded like, it was it Eli I heard? Yep. Eli threw e- this e- pass. Eli Manning. So, obviously, this is the Giants. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know who they would have been playing at this time. All right, so I will give you a little bit of background here. So based, this, this, I'll just say this. I will guess how far the passing play was based on his commentary. All right, I'm going to guess 20 yards. Okay, that's actually not a terrible guess. So this uh, was in the Super Bowl. This was Super Bowl 42. Uh, it was the Patriots versus the Giants, and that was the David Tyree helmet catch, which is considered one of the most fantastic plays in, in sports. Like In terms of catches, it's always going to be on the top 10. It was third and five. It's do or die. The Giants are down by four points in the Super Bowl. Uh, they have just over one minute left in the fourth quarter. This is their game-winning drive. And Eli Manning escapes. He eludes the pressure. Uh, they don't, he breaks out of the pocket, rolls to his right, throws. And in triple coverage, David Tyree jumps up, brings the ball in, holding it against his helmet as he falls to the ground. And that's how he maintains possession to keep the drive alive, getting the Giants down to the 50 where they do end up beating the Patriots. That's insane. But you would never guess that, that the stakes and how good that play was, that catch in Tyree, it is caught. Is there, is there any other... Uh broadcast of this or is was the super bowl only on fox uh it, it's exclusive because i was gonna say it'd be great to compare if it was streamed on or if it was uh broadcasted on a on a different platform you could have like a comparison of that um but yeah uh clearly not uh not great i would have never known that this was the helmet catch yeah so this is uh what we have to look forward to now if you want to hear what i grew up listening to for uh-huh. football but what i expect uh, we're going to take a listen here uh, to one of the most iconic plays in college sports right here. Oh, and hey. This is the level of intensity that I expect. This yeah, is what I yeah, think is yeah, good, yeah. good play by play, good, good practice. It'll get you pumped up. Okay. Here, we, here we go. I'm ready. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. How how about that emotion? How about that in the game? Mitchell. 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 Literally almost an identical play to the Mitchell, except it ended in a touchdown. Mitchell. Right? Mi- Mitchell. 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 So That is one of my favorite uh, both plays in football and actual. I actually knew when you when you started playing, when you got to like 25% through it, it's like, yeah. I know what this yeah. is. The kick six. I mean, that is a great call. That guy oh, is, it's phenomenal. That guy is dead, though. Rod Bl- Bramblett. He's Aww. dead. He was killed, I think, by a texting and driving guy. Got re-rented. And it's very sad. But I mean, that's one of the orchestrated crazy- by Joe Buck, so he could yeah, stay exactly. on the air. 
He just couldn't. I mean, th- there is no comparison between these two. I, I, I no, so, not at all. So unfortunately, he's going to be in ESPN, which means he's going to do more stuff, and he may end up even doing college ball, which would kill me. I Why think. do people like him? Well, because his dad was in broadcasting. The, oh. whole, the whole theory, the whole theory, is that he got his job because his daddy was in broadcasting, and he got, uh, you know, match all. I believe the word is nepotism. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Crazy Mitchell. stuff, Mitchell. And Sorry, then, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a thing now. Just Mitchell. Mitchell. And then there's the uh, of course the uh, when Randy Moss pretended to moon the crowd. That is a disgusting act. That is one of the the best clips of, of his. But he he explains his uh, how he behaves in the calls because he says people aren't just used to an objective voice. I'm like, no, no. You can be an objective voice and you can still get excited about the sport that you are watching. Like, please at least sound like you are enjoying the fact that you are watching football and talking about it professionally, a job that many people would want to have. And if you can't get excited by that, just ex- get excited about the amount of money you're getting paid. Like, if that has, to, I mean, do whatever you have to do to get you giddy. Like, think about, you know, snorting giggle dust or something to get you excited about this game. You know what I mean? Yep. So. You know, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. <laughs> oh, it's, wait, it's fantastic. You know exactly where he is on the, mm-hmm. on the, on the ball field. You know exactly what's you going on. You know exactly where he is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's energy. That was a game-winning walk-off touchdown. Fantastic stuff. Off of a field goal, too. Off which, of, he, which he did, off, he off did a say. Right. Doesn't have enough leg, catches it in his end zone. And then yep. you know exactly where he went. Ran it back 109 yards. We know exactly what happened. That, that, it's beautiful. You even know that the crowd is storming the field. They're like yep. no one's keeping them off the field yep. this time. It, it, it is a crime against humanity that this happened. Mm. A shame. But hey, what are you gonna do? You're listening to the Loft on Radio for Hillsdale, one hundred one point seven FM, and we're gonna wrap up with Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. Well, there's something you don't see every day. So as promised, uh, we are going to talk about a man. Who stole? He was the best man at the wedding, and so he presumably stole his best friend's wife while at the wedding. So uh, <laughs> that's how you steal the show. Yeah, honestly. Well, I mean, run me through this one. All right. So, long story short, you got this chick, and uh, she's getting married to, uh, well, her soon-to-be husband. <laughs> it, it, you know, usually it, it wouldn't be presumptuous to say she's getting married to so and so, but you know what they say about assumptions, right? And uh, so you you would think that she would be getting married, but no, uh, that is not the case. So Desiree White, who was age thirty two, Desiree, Desiree White, or Desiree, uh, she has divorced her husband after their wedding to uh, get together with her lifelong friend, who also happened to be the best man at the wedding. That's awkward. Yep. That's really awkward. And uh, he, how did he How did he pull this off? Like, what did he do? He decided that during his best man's speech, he was going to just spill his guts to her and tell her, you know, just how he feels and how much he likes her in front oh. of the 200 wedding guests. Now, I've only been to a couple of weddings, but could I say this would probably be a little awkward for everybody? Maybe. It might have been. I don't know. But how about instead of us explaining it, how about we let old Desiree uh, explain exactly what was going on in her crazy world? This man's speech comes around, Brent's drunk, and um, it goes along the the lines of, um, I loved you since the moment I saw you. Um, There's no one like you. That night, um, the last dance, he actually said to me, 
Brian said to me during our last dance. Um, if I'm the best man, then why didn't you ever give me a chance? I would have always taken care of you. I was like, what? That's all she needed to hear. No. I mean, he's drunk, obviously. Lonely. I, love I was the, with my ex for less than a year, and a lot of red flags popped up. We got divorced, or I was getting divorced, and um, going through the process was really rough on me. I was really depressed. Um... I was not in a good way mentally. And um, I mean, distressed. like, we were going through the process. My ex was dating other people. Um, and Bryant was just really there for me. Well, one day we kissed. And I liked it. And friends became dating. And then dating became married. And then married became... Divorced. Ten years with four boys. And we still like each other a lot. So, that's our story. Oh, wait. So, she's explaining this after. How old is this? So, so the story is not... Uh, so, here you go. Okay. A little bit of explanation, perhaps. Yeah. Me. So, this story, I mean, it was treated as new by the news. It came out today, literally the day we're recording, March 29th at 12.45 p.m. on the old New York Post. But she went on TikTok and explained her story, and then that story went viral. And uh, this is not setting a good precedent for weddings. Well, I mean, well, <laughs> this wedding allegedly happened 10 years ago. No, I know. Ago. But my point is, is now that it's on TikTok, the world has been exposed to it, which means some mm -hmm. stupid person is going to get some ideas and make a fool of themselves. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that is, I mean, that is some next level stuff right there. Yeah, it's something. You, you think they're still friends? I don't. You know, I'm surprised that the best man is still alive. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Oh, you think he would have been you think he would have been murdered? Well, if you're running in a circle where you're trashy enough to do that there, you think that these people like this 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 smells like white trash. I don't think that it's beyond the pale of going over to to the trailer park. <laughs> it sounds it, like a movie. Doesn't it? You could easily write a movie with this same storyline and I guarantee you that a lot of people would actually watch this. Yeah, but what's crazy is that they stayed together, and that's what blows it my mind. It is impressive, and they have four kids, and what was it, 10 years of marriage? Like, that's yeah. that's that's nothing to scoff at. Like, if you didn't know about what happened, you're like, oh, well, that's so nice. You know? How'd you guys, how did you guys get together? Oh, you know, I stole her from her first husband at the wedding. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that is uh, that is a very, very hard tale to tell. You know, l l let me tell you something. If I got invited to that first wedding and then I saw that display and then I had to go to the second one, I'd be like, oh, come on now. She has a lot of tats. I just bought plane tickets. She's one on her foot. Mm-hmm. She's got one for every wedding. <laughs> this is <laughs> this isn't the first time. <laughs> Not th yeah, she's got uh, she's got like those uh, you know the prison tallies. Yeah, you put on your wall. Mm -hmm. How many days you've been in prison? Yeah, she's got she's got uh, what would you call them? Left at the altar tallies. Yeah, how many how many boys? She's uh... wait. This was at the reception, which yeah. means this was after they were. I know. And, and, and the thing is, oh. he didn't even do it right. Like, honestly, you, and no one could blame him if when they said, does anyone have any objections? If you guys say, well, actually, I've been thinking about this. You know, people might think it's weird, but, you know, at least it's, like, open. And and it's, like, an option on the table. But All awkward, you mean? Like, to say that in the middle of a wedding. Well, yeah, but but they're asking for objections, so. I mean, know, that's you, the you point. You can't say they didn't ask. You know? It's yeah. Like, like you can't get mad at him for, for yeah, objecting at the 
wedding. That's true. You don't ask for objections You're during the reception. You're literally asking for it. Though it might be that thing where chicks are like, does this dress make me look fat? And like, they're obviously not looking for criticism. Maybe it's like one of those things. So you always throw them a curveball in that situation. You say like, no, it makes you look like, uh, I don't know. Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> built like a Coke bottle. What built did you like say about her? Built like a Coke bottle. <laughs> During her McDonald's uh, yeah. it's a campaign. Re- yeah. It, you know, that that speak now or forever. That, that's actually a rhetorical question. They, they don't actually expect you to answer that. So w- watch out, gentlemen, because you, you never know when, when it's coming. Preface it with, I think I should probably keep my opinion to myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So uh, there, there you go, America. Mira, watch out. It's best man might steal your wife. Yeah. That's why I'm going to have like Quasimodo be my best man. Like, it's going to be nobody anybody wants to get with, you know? You know what I'm saying? The, the freaking Hunter Igor from Frankenstein. I'll have that guy go up there. Yeah, you got to research your best man before you put him on the yep. put him on the podium. Just find the ugliest man. Get that elephant man with all the stuff on his face. Yeah, get that guy. Or like some like really old... But person. that wouldn't that make it hurt even worse if he oh my took God. her? It's like I don't know. Y- you know, it's a fine balance. It's like it's risk. You know, it's mm-hmm. the risk of it. Hey, dudes, this is why. Hey, prenups. You gotta get the prenup. I saw this thing. Robin Thicke is getting married because I mean, it's just a thing to do. You know, he's like, look, I've already done it twice. Might as well do it three times. Oh, nice. Okay, that's only three. That's pretty decent. Oh, only three. You know, so so Robin Thicke, he's like, hey, you know. Uh, I'm getting married to this chick, and she's like, there will be no prenup because I'm the last girl he's ever going to marry. And she's had like four husbands. So I'm like, yeah, you know who's a really judge of that? You're a really good judge of that. You. It's, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, I I would believe that maybe, you know, if you hadn't failed, you know, if half of marriages fail and your ratio ain't so good. Yeah. Like something's up here. So, Paula Patton. Watch watch out, Robin Thicke. You know, maybe who's his best man going to be? Because, I mean, it could be somebody like Tom Cruise. Like, it's somebody really you'd leave Robin Thicke for. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, hey, you know what? You know, Jada, you know, Jada Smith, you know, Will Smith. I, I wonder if that rapper guy was the best man at their wedding. The the man who that would be she cheated on. Maybe maybe the best man. Happened right during the reception. Oh, dear. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is an oh, dear moment. Mm-hmm. So, so watch out, boys. Be careful who you choose. Choose your best man very strategically. Like I said, Quasimodo, not a bad choice. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to leave you for Quasimodo unless she's blind and he just charms her with his French wit or whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> French wit. I don't know if I've ever had those two All right. uh, in the same sentence. Uh, you've been listening to The Loft on Radio for Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Tune in next week and we'll talk about more interesting stuff. We'll try to make it a little more uplifting.